Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. And I'm Zach. Zach's here. Zach's here. You guys have had so many guests recently. Have we? Is so, it? Well, Joe and Cece, now me. It's all the regulars. Yeah, it's like true. the top is it three really, right there. Yeah. Is it really a guest when you're on all <laughs> the time? That's a good point. Is it really yeah, a I'm guest a, when a, you're engaged? I think yeah. I'm a co-host. Is it, is it, really, <laughs> <laughs> is it really a guest when we're going to share a last name? That's a good point. What do you feel about the fact that as you live your life and you're like, oh, are you Molly Stevie's husband? It's, it's going to happen a lot. <laughs> it is. Why? It's famous singer, exciting. famous yeah, podcaster. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like famous podcaster. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's it's definitely true. Like when, especially as like Molly will be like at like conferences and stuff like that, like she will, I, I will be her husband. She will mm. not be my wife in that sense. Like she'll be, I'll be her <laughs> well, husband. I you know will. what I mean? Everyone I gets it. Everyone gets it, but I just want everyone to know I will be his wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll be weird with the last name change. Yeah. Like we're gonna like it's so weird to think we're gonna obviously I've thought about and processed the fact that we're gonna be married, but what I've thought about and processed less is that we're gonna like share a last name. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, one thing I I've I've talked I've said this to you before, but like my mom is a is a school teacher. A school teacher, not just a teacher. A school, <laughs> a school teacher. Where does she teach, Zach? I feel like I feel like this, I just said something At a from like, school. like from To Kill a Mockingbird. Like <laughs> my mother is a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she's a she's a she teaches first grade and like all I can. You hear, almost when, said it again. I know I almost said. Um, but like when I think about people calling Molly Mrs. Stevie, all I can hear in my head is like all these. When I I went to the school that my mom teaches at now, and like I could just hear like first graders going, "Mrs. Stevie, <laughs> I have a question." Which <laughs> is so hilarious because I teach high school. Yeah. Which obviously you know, but it is funny. There's a lot of teachers in our soon to be family. Yeah, yeah. Like your brother's wife is a teacher. My sister. Your sister was a teacher. Yeah, your mom's a, a teacher. I'm a teacher. Wow. That's kind of wild. It's like I'm a, teaching in the fall. And they're all, yeah, it's like all, mostly, other than your sister. No, but your sister was a Stevie when she was a teacher, right? Yeah. So it's all That's Stevie. Yeah, yeah. There's, mm. It's no, like, obviously your sisters have married and taken the name of their husbands, but yeah. they were, all, all of us who have been teachers have been Stevies. Yeah. Whoa. Which wild. is hilarious. I mean, yeah. I'm not yet, but. We'll be there. We're presuming it. <laughs> It'll presuming be weird. It's God, happen. God willing. It'll be weird. <laughs> Five months. My vocation director would always be like, if you talked about, oh, when I get ordained, you'd be like, God willing. Yeah, that's a little uh, and scary. I get it. <laughs> we all know that we can back out, but it's, I do feel weird when it's a constant reminder. I will bring up an example, and then we'll eventually get to our topic. I think our topic is, is you and I. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this engagement series from a, not like a marriage prep thing. It's like for the bride specifically uh, from like a Catholic speaker. It's great, but there's a whole episode on the fact that you could, have I talked to you about this, Father Michael, that you could still back out. And like, I understand being like, for the sake of discernment, like mentioning it, but like, it's a whole thing where it's like, it's not too late. Like you can. And I was listening to it and I texted him about it, Zach. And I was like. This is weird, the mm-hmm. amount of focus. Because I do think, like, if you have accepted a ring and, like, accepted a marriage proposal, you're typically pretty sure, yes, we don't have to get married. But, like, 
you don't need to talk about that all the time because like typically people who are the plan engaged is, don't the plan is to, to do so yeah, yeah you don't need to be convinced to back out like you've probably hopefully thought about it and are pretty sure by the time you like agree like we were planning we're receiving gifts we're doing the thing it would be a big thing for us to not get married yeah and that's typically the situation so it's always weird when it's like this like weird focus of like you can back yeah. out it's like i'm aware mm-hmm. and it does <laughs> I, seem like the problem that you had with it wasn't so much that she mentioned the fact that like cause some some women probably do need to hear like if they feel extraordinarily pressured to get married they need right. to understand that like they don't need to um but the weird part from what you you've mentioned is that like there was like there's just a hyper focus on it and even like it was like a cat it's like a catholic women's like engagement program Mm -hmm. and the type of person who's going to be buying that typically is going to be pretty sure of her relationship right like Mm -hmm. is familiar with discernment and prayer and things like that so why are you laughing at me? I just think it's funny that it's been like a full seven minutes and we just haven't gotten it all to our topic. This is so that's classic, nothing. though. Yeah, that's I love pretty, it. I love it. Pretty straight up this normal. Is, we got to keep the people entertained mm. and informed. So <laughs> And informed. <laughs> on the information About track. your relationship. <laughs> right, exactly. They need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we would love to give a shout out to Emily Ward. Father Nick's sister. Yes, who is one of our high school students. We were... At a youth event that we had the other night. Adoration. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> had, does anyone know? Um, but we were hanging out after adoration. I couldn't remember if it was a ministry night or adoration. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out after and we were talking about how we were, suppo- we were supposed to podcast that night. It's been delayed a couple times. but. Yeah. Um, and I asked Emily and her friend if they had any podcast topic ideas. And Emily said... Who and Emily does listen to our podcast. She was like, I hear a lot of different things about like the relationship between Mary and Joseph, but there's like different opinions, and I don't really know like what to know about it. I guess it's kind of what she was saying like, mm-hmm. what should I know and how should this affect my life? And wanted to know a little more. And I thought that was a good topic, especially to bring Zach on, um, because Zach and I are currently doing the St. Joseph consecration together. That's specifically a preparation for marriage thing that you're doing? No. Well, oh, no, I mean, but it's something that we wanted to do while we were engaged. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's like a part of our marriage. Jo- yeah, yeah, I should say, yeah, I think I think we may I may have misunderstood the question, but we are doing so um, to prepare for our marriage, but it's mm-hmm. not like the consecration itself is not a marriage prep thing. It's not like required of us. I'm doing your marriage prep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so I know that. so you would know. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's but it I mean. is, yeah. it's one of those things we like wanted to include in our engagement. And yeah. And I think, and after we, we finish, which will be on um, the feast day of uh, St. Joseph the Worker, um, between May and September when we get married, we're going to do a marriage consecration as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, And Zach was on our Marian episode. So we've talked about well, like before. almost a, about a year ago now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Before I moved here. That's crazy. Whoa. Holy crap. Hmm. Sometimes I forget how long we've been together. And it's not like that crazy it's forever. long. Forever. It is weird to think about because I haven't been with someone like cons- consistently without <laughs> not to expose myself, but without any breakups involved as long as I've been with Zach. So it is cool to like think about a year ago and be like, oh yeah. We were together at that time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, 
But Zach loves Mary a lot, and that's why we had him on the Marian episode. So, and we're getting married, and Mary and Joseph had a marriage, which obviously, because it was a very whole. Did I say Mary and Joseph? Mm-hmm. It was just funny that you said Mary, marriage, and Mary. All in the same sentence. (laughs) (laughs) They did have a marriage, which was the holiest of marriages. So, of course, we want to model our marriage after that. After Mary and Joseph. In their marriage. Mm -hmm. Mary, 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 Joseph. Mary, Mary, Joseph had a little lamb. And now now they're married within a marriage. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So, I thought it would be good to have Zach on it. Maybe now we can. Oh my gosh, this has been like 15 minutes of nothing. <laughs> Just to give some context. Yeah. It's Holy Thursday. It is. And what's special graciously, about that? So mass. We we talked about the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood, um, and then graciously, Molly and Zach, and Joe, seminary and Joe, made dinner for me and Father Nick tonight. So that was super nice. We had a special moment of like talking about. Their priesthood and how it's blessed us too. So that was really cool. Yeah, Joe. Joe had talked to um, to all of us, but uh, I I was over on Sunday and Joe mentioned um, just like wanting to celebrate um, the priesthood today in a certain in a particular way, which I hadn't done before on Holy Thursday. Yeah, me neither. Um, he said that when he was in Russia, um, the Jesuits that he was living with, um, they like finished Holy Thursday Mass and they were like, "All right, now the party begins," mm-hmm. uh, which was so interesting. So we wanted to kind of to replicate that in a certain way. So. Um, so now it's a little late. We we just had <laughs> yeah all this to say. It's like twelve something. Yeah, yeah. But we Which had a, we had a, no one surprised right. by. I mean, we had mass at six. Got we by the time we served dinner, it was after nine. Mm-hmm. Um, we got so our feetsies washed. Yeah, Molly and I had our feet washed at our feetsies. feetsies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sounds endorse that word. Sounds a lot like another word. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> twelve thirty, everybody. It's God help us all. <laughs> Anyway. Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph. I mean, I think the thing that comes to mind for me first when I think of Mary and Joseph's marriage, there, well, there's two things. One, it was a celibate marriage, which is obviously unique, a Josephite marriage. Um, two, Mary is perfect, right? Like she was without sin. We know this. Joseph was not. Joseph is not perfect. He's a saint. He is very holy. But Joseph was not, like, conceived without sin, born without sin, right, in the way that Mary was. So, and this is something that, you know, we're, like, halfway through our consecration, close to. It's talked about that, how Joseph had to accept that he was married to a perfect woman and was the foster father of the Savior of the world, a perfect boy slash man, and how that must have been for... Joseph. Sorry. <laughs> I don't actually. I actually don't know why you're laughing. Right I now. don't either. He was boy slash man. <laughs> well, he grew up. Yeah. He was a boy. And he, he was, was a, a boy. He's now a man. <laughs> oh, but gosh. I do think that. I mean, obviously, that brings a unique element to it. Yep. But what the consecration has talked about is the unique humility that that required of Joseph. Which obviously, you know, he was chosen to be the father of Jesus, spouse of Mary for a reason. Um, and we've talked about being in that position, like, 
if one of us were in that position, like how we would feel, like would we feel intimidated or would we feel blessed? Mm -hmm. And how Joseph must have felt. Like it's easy for us in our position um, of not being as holy as Joseph to be like, I feel like if I were in that position, I would be like constantly comparing myself or whatever. But Joseph probably took it all as joy and was like, how blessed I am to be in this marriage, to be the father to this boy slash man. Um, but it, I mean, it's a unique marriage for those two reasons, right? Like our marriage is not going to be either of those things that I mentioned, but still it's a marriage we're meant to model ours after. So how does that translate? You know what I mean? It always surprises me. I don't know. We think about Joseph and Mary. They were really married. They were really a family with Jesus. And, um, we get the idea of, you know, all the holy cards we've seen and all mm-hmm. the like icons and stuff. But just they had a real life together. It wasn't just like a moment of looking holy. Right, um, yeah. They they really lived together, they ate together, they worked together. Um and what the, we don't know entirely what that looked like, but um but we can know that or I guess we can be certain that uh like that there was real love there. Mm. And even if Mary and Joseph's relationship wasn't a typical marriage relationship, that um, Joseph really was her husband mm-hmm. and Mary really was his wife. And he really like lived out the vocation of Jesus's father. Um, we say foster father a lot, um, but because we know who Jesus, who Jesus is and where he came from. But um it amazes me that God the Father said, like, all right, I'm going to have somebody sort of represent me on earth. It's going to oh, be yeah. you, Joseph. That's crazy. Yeah, we've had, we've, yeah, it's been really fun to, over the last few weeks with Molly, to reflect on, like, St. Joseph's role and, and kind of like Molly said about, like, how, like, it's, it's such a unique position. And there's, like, all kinds of, like, in the, as far as in, like, the a theological, like, academic aspect of, like, kind of debate over, like, the sinfulness of Joseph, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, as a lot of people, like, it's it's clear, obviously, that he wasn't um, conceived without original sin, as Mary was, um, but a lot of, sc- some scholars think that um, he was, you know, uh, like, soon after he was born, like, or or even within his, when he was in the womb, that that original sin was wiped away, and then he didn't commit a sin throughout his life, uh, some don't prescribe to that view and stuff like that. Um, but being able to, um, just like recognize either way that like, like the way the, the, the scripture line like that, Joseph, because he was a just man, mm-hmm. just doesn't mean that just, that doesn't, that, that in the Hebrew, original Hebrew, like, or Greek rather, um, was, it wasn't just saying he was a nice guy. Yeah. It was saying that he was like, just in the sight of the world that like he was like one of the best of the best he was righteous yes mm-hmm. um, and like and everybody knew it um so like of course that's the pr- kind of person that that the lord was set aside for mary um and set aside to be uh the um the father of father of our lord so i don't know it's it's very it's fascinating to kind of think about and um to realize like all those like i've heard so like i've heard like several different homilies from several different priests of like the uh when jesus gets lost in the temple when he's 12 mm-hmm. and like you know the, always the, the joke of like um it's like you know whose fault is it like clearly it's not the son of god's and clear it's not the immaculate person like it must be <laughs> joseph's fault you know <laughs> um but i think like kind of to your point father i was just thinking about this as you were talking like they're a real family it's not just the fault the 
the holy card pictures and stuff like that. Um, and like, I remember thinking like during, I went, I did a, did an eight day silent retreat. Um, and I was reflecting on and meditating on the, um, the finding that boy Jesus. And, and I remember thinking about when they got back to Nazareth after Jesus was found. And I remember thinking like seeing in my, my meditation, like Mary and Joseph sitting down at the, at the, at like the kitchen table and just like looking at each other and just kind of laughing <laughs> of just like, what a weekend it's been when we <laughs> lost our 12 year old and like the, we lost, you know, the son of God, like the savior of the universe. And, <laughs> and like now we're back here and we're going to have dinner tomorrow night and it's going to be good. So I don't know. Like, I think, think that like there's real, there's real beauty um, and, and real and, and it's reality, their relationship and not just this like, uh, this thing that is unattainable. Um, where there's a certain, yeah, there's a certain reality to the relationship that is that is that is pertinent to all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool how like, though Joseph wasn't perfect, we can still like look to him and his example. One of the things that stands out to me about Mary and Joseph re- Joseph's relationship, even if you read through Scripture, right, like. Mary was told she was going to be the mother of the Son of God. And though she had a question to present to Gabriel, she still said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Joseph, you know, God appeared to him in a dream. The angel appeared to him in a dream and he was like, Hey, like, take Mary as your wife. Name your son Jesus. (laughs) And he arose and said okay and Mm -hmm. did it and i think that's a really outstanding quality about their marriage though there's many both of them received the will of god the word of god realized it was the word of god slash the will of god and said okay and got up and did it and i've talked about this on the podcast before like how in scripture sometimes you know, it was like Jesus going out to the disciples saying, behold, I'll make you fishers of men. Come follow me. And they just drop their nets and follow him. Like how that's, that's a, a quality of those who follow the Lord, right? Like in scripture, especially like hearing the call of God and, and following it immediately. And I've also talked about on the podcast how I struggle with that massively. Like I might know God is calling me to something. It might take me a couple weeks or much longer to convince myself to like get up and do it right um but that's a beautiful thing about the marriage between Joseph and Mary is they both individually did that spent themselves um and their lives doing that knowing what God was calling them to and then getting up and doing it and how beautiful that must have made their marriage like that's something I want for us in our marriage. Like, I want to hear the will of God and do it. And I want you to hear the will of God and do it. And imagine the effect that has on a relationship. Like, imagine the holiness that would exist between us if, like, that holiness existed between us individually in our relationship with God. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the closer we are to God individually the holier a marriage is going to be. It's like that triangle Mm. effect that you always hear about, like the closer two people are to God, the um, closer they're going to get to each other if God is at the head. 
And they're getting closer to God. They're getting closer to each other, right? But, like, how true that is. And we see that in Mary and Joseph's relationship. Like, they spent themselves growing closer to the Lord mm-hmm. in a very unique way. But you have to know and trust that, like, that, though we don't hear much about Joseph in Scripture, that led to much more intimacy between the two of them. Though they didn't ex- have a sexual intimacy in their relationship, they had a chaste marriage that's not the only way to be intimate, right? And mm-hmm. their intimacy, I am certain, grew so much because of the fact that we do see in Scripture the intimacy towards God grew so rapidly due to their obedience to God. Mm-hmm. It shows the great trust between them too. Mm-hmm. Like the one that just, always stands out for me is uh, <laughs> is Joseph getting the dream, go to Egypt. Yeah, and he got up presumably like in the middle of the night and they went to Egypt. Um, yeah. At su- imagine the moment like he woke up his wife like, hey, listen. Um, <laughs> You'll like, never believe <laughs> what I just heard. Yeah, we're going to Egypt. Like it's such a a bonkers situation. It's a bonkers situation. It is. To, to think that we're just going to do this now mm-hmm. because we have to and because God calls us to. And it shows how much they understood each other and I think just that degree of like, okay, like I believe that you are listening to God. And even, you know, I don't oh, have yeah. I don't have dreams where God tells me what to do. That would be really nice. Um, but, <laughs> I, know. Uh, I had a dream about the Jonas Brothers the other night. That's the type of stuff I dream about. <laughs> what do you think God's saying to you in that? <laughs> that I probably need to focus a little bit less on the Jonas Brothers and a little bit more on him. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you. I think you've been focusing way too much on the Jonas Brothers lately. <laughs> They're so hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it just shows, like, their willingness to, so, like, to, their understanding of, like, each each other are seeking God. Yeah. But also, like, trusting that, like, okay, I believe you, that you're not crazy, you're not making this up, you're not deceiving me or anything like that, that it's, I believe that you are seeking God. And if a couple are both like out to do God's will. They can trust each other even when they don't understand. Like, you know, anytime that I've been suddenly woken up, I don't react well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't be like, oh, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, let's for sure uh, do that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, like let's go to Egypt. Um, but Mary, <laughs> she did it, and they mm-hmm. did what they had to do. And I think it just speaks so much of their relationship and also how they saw each other's relationship with God. Yeah, I was just thinking like, there, like Our Lady was perfect, um, in all ways, but sin and like, I like she, I don't know. Like I always think about like certain way, like my my own sinfulness and ways in which like, if I like sometimes like if I'm confident in myself in some way and like somebody tells me something that's different than what I'm thinking, I'm just like ah, nah, you're probably wrong. <laughs> and like Mary is like you know like like you know, perfect in all these ways. And then like this, this man who's, who's not perfect, who, who, who is, is not immaculately conceived. And it's, and like, I think there's something special about the marriage in the sense that like Joseph is like, I think this is, this is what we need to do. Um, and Mary trusts him, Mm -hmm. um, and trusts his holiness and trusts his relationship with the Lord. Um, and I think it says a lot, um, about their, um, their marriage in general. And there's a lot about, Um, what like how how like we we model our marriages in general just like being able to trust one another in the sense of um like yeah if if like basically what you said like if like we need to be able to trust each other's relationship with the lord 
so that if we are able to say, if we think that this is what the Lord is calling you to, it's like, okay, let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, and that's like an important quality to seek in a spouse, and I think that's a way we could be inspired by Mary and Joseph's marriage. Like, I wouldn't be marrying Zachary if I didn't trust the relationship he had with the Lord, right? It's not just about the relationship I have with him. That's important. It's important that I can trust him, that I connect with him, that I believe in him, all of these things. But it's more important that I trust his relationship with God, um, not only specifically in the role that I have as a woman of, like, I do firmly believe in, like, what Scripture teaches of, like, the man is the head of the household for, you know, listen to our wives submit to your husband's episode if you need more clarification of what I mean by that <laughs> because it doesn't just mean that I bow down to his every wish. But in general, like, he as a man needs to have that for me as well. Like, there is such a difference that I've experienced in our relationship that I haven't had in past relationships because it's it's not just about trusting the love we have for one another or knowing that he trusts me and that I trust him, but he, I trust his relationship with the Lord and I believe he trusts mine. Um, and that is more important than the trust we have in one another. Right. And, and yeah, like it's beautiful to know that, yeah, Mary was perfect and Joseph wasn't, but Mary still trusted Joseph's relationship with the Lord and like Mm -hmm. him as the, the head of their home. That was a role that wasn't taken away from him just because Mary was perfect. Mm. Like Joseph was still the head of that marriage. Um, you see that in the way and that, the leader. that after, after Jesus was born, God chose to communicate with Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I, I always feel weird talking about this stuff as a man, you no. know, like, um, but like, I think it's just so interesting. Like there, there is, as far as we are able to know, like the way in which the Lord like directed the Holy family yeah. was through Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could have done it through Mary, uh, but it's just interesting yeah, um, to think about in that sense. But And I'm going to throw this in because just in case someone hasn't listened to our episode on that whole scripture, like it's not that God says the man is better. Listen to the man. It's that God, the God calls the man to a very difficult calling in that scripture, it said, it says something to the effect of, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but like, uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Christ died for the church, right? The man is meant to model himself after Christ. And what did Christ do? He literally was nailed to a cross and gave up his life for his bride, the church, um, so that's not like an easy thing. It's not like, oh, you're the head. Tell me to do whatever you want and I'll do it. It's like, you're the head, which means you're called to a particular level of sacrifice. And if I see a man and and I'm engaged, so I am saying this about my fiance. I've, here he is. I've seen a man who is willing to sacrifice for me in that way. And that is why I am willing to be his bride, to be his wife, is because I trust his leadership, not because he's great at leading in the sense that like he's great at telling you what to do, 
but because he is great at laying down his life for me and it, and actually like placing himself under me in a sense. Um, so I think that's important to throw in just in case people hear that. But if you want a more fuller context, we've got a whole episode on it. I really forgot that we did that one. It was a good one. It was an yeah. important one. Yeah. It's, yeah, and maybe it's just such a special thing that God, uh, you know, the Son of God came into the world. He didn't have to live with a family. Yeah. He didn't have to have Mary and Joseph there, but um, that's the way that God chose for this to happen. It says a lot about the family. Just in, even if, you know, Mary's sinless, their life wasn't perfect. Right. Um. It didn't. That doesn't guarantee they won't. Well, they wouldn't have suffering and complications. Even Jesus's birth shows that that it was complicated and pain difficult. and childbirth. Yeah, and then going back to the um, the Egypt thing, like that's not ideal. That they had to <laughs> flee the country and right. and live somewhere else for a long time. But it also goes to show that, like, in the midst of of difficulty and suffering, that God works and. Um, in that imperfect, in all those imperfect situations, you know, <laughs> losing their son, mm. uh, and it wasn't their fault, but, uh, I don't know, but, uh, they, no, yeah. yeah, that, that like there's suffering there and mm-hmm. you bear that as a family and they bore that as a couple that was willing to, you know, carry each other. I think about like, you know, if you've ever been in a situation with somebody else and, you're trying to figure out a problem and you're stressed out. Imagine two parents searching for their son for three days. Um, yeah. How frustrating that across would be. Across towns. Yeah, across, <laughs> yeah in, in this big city with all these people, all these pilgrims that are there. Riding um, on the It still takes donkeys. patience. Riding on donkeys. It takes it takes patience. Yeah. And that had to be there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's this beautiful combination of like, obviously, in a, the holiest of holy marriages. But, like, there's still humanity there. Mm-hmm. And there's so much practicality that those of us who are married or planning to be married can draw from it, right? Like, it's not like it's just like, oh, Mary and Joseph up here. Like, that's great for them. But, like, like that's what we should at- should aim for. I'm not perfect. Zach's not perfect, so we're not going to have a marriage like that. But... There's so many qualities that we can aim for. Their poverty, their joy, their perseverance in difficulty, right? Like, Joseph taking Mary as his wife despite the fact that she was pregnant. Like, a woman becoming pregnant out of wedlock at that time, the punishment, the proper punishment was to be stoned to death. And the embar- first of all, like, having to protect your wife in that circumstance, difficult. But also, like, the humility that that takes to know in your heart, like, that this is God working in your life. Um, but to also know that, like, other people aren't accepting that. Like, they had an immense amount of humility in their marriage and, like, amongst all the other qualities that their marriage had. Like, it's something though we will never reach, like, the level of holiness that they have until heaven, there are still qualities that we can attain um, through striving and through holiness. And it's beautiful as someone who is approaching marriage to have that example. Um, 
And I know the consecrations have taught us both a lot about that, which we are very grateful for. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Zach? No, I just think, like, you know, being able to look at Mary and Joseph, like, I think that, you know, it can sometimes be cliche in Catholic circles, but I also think that, like, I don't know, I didn't really reflect much on the the marriage of Mary and Joseph until, like, late in college, you know, and I think that, like, um, the, the more that we do that, um, like, the better off we're going to be, whether we're single or married or dating, like, to be able to model, like, just be able to, like, look to them as parents. Mm. Um, yeah, I like that. And, like, and not just... I think, like, obviously it's great to look at Mary as our mother and Joseph as our father separately. There's so much benefit that can come from that, but also just, like, looking at them as our parents, like, together. Um, mm-hmm. To know, that, like, to see their marriage. Um, you know, we come from all kinds of different marriages. Um, like, our our, our parents, um, whether it's good, bad, or, or somewhere in between, like, we can always look at Mary and Joseph and know, like, that's what perfection is, and they're always there for us, you know? Yeah. Amen. What about you as a priest, Father? Um, I think more and more as I've been a priest, the idea of spiritual fatherhood has become more important, and St. Joseph has stood out in that way of that I am actually a father. Yeah. Um, and not just, like, called that. Not just like, oh, your father, Michael, but, yeah. like, that's your role yeah and i'm sure i brought that brought that up before like it's um and it's people see me as a father and like me accepting that is i think it's like a challenge because it's not this it's not the same as you know god willing you guys have kids that like your role as parents will look different and be more concrete in that way but uh, that spiritual fatherhood is really really real and And significant and and important yeah and so kind of embracing that and being willing to to act it out and i guess something that struck me the other day i was talking to somebody came to see me for confession they seemed down um and it would have been very easy for me in that moment to just kind of like all right here the confession all right have a good day but i felt like what would a father do Mm. in that situation and it was like can i do anything for you you Mm. seem sad um and so, yeah, little things like that of St. Joseph kind of pointing the way to um, looking after the children God has given me. Mm-hmm. And and I think, yeah, the, looking at the Holy Family as, you know, it's not a normal family <laughs> in yeah. so many ways. It's not a normal marriage. Um, but, uh, but what God does in Mary and Joseph um, is something that all of us can look for, to as an example. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, we know where we are at the point at this point in podcasting. Falling asleep. Yes, exactly. And also finding things on the Noah's Love board in this <laughs> room that are that you've never seen before. I have never seen before. Yeah, every single time. Every time. It's have we talked to you about the Zachary? This board was at, like, what? First, First Friday? Friday. People wrote ways that they see God's love. Every freaking time both of us look at this, we see one that simply was not on there before. So either ghosts are experiencing the love of God or somebody 
just writing things on this board. And sneaking into the rectory. Sneaking into the rectory. So, but anyway, Father Michael, how has God loved you this week? Today is Holy Thursday. Oh, yeah. And tonight, earlier this evening, we celebrated the Mass of the Lord's Supper, and it's one of my favorites of the whole year um, for so many reasons. It's about the priesthood and the Eucharist. I love the foot washing. Um, Whose feet did you wash? <laughs> I washed your feet and Zach's feet and some other people. <laughs> and some um, other feets. Um, but it's just so, like, concrete. It's yeah. such a great moment for me as the one who's doing it of, like, a really weird but, like, intimate, like, mm-hmm. vulnerable way to serve people. And I really appreciate it every single time. Um, and it's just such a beautiful mass and all the, the liturgies that the church has for us in Holy Week really make present to me and make really evident, like, this is really important and, um, how God is acting and God is still present in the things we do today. Mm. So it was great. I really loved it tonight. Awesome. Molly. It's so cool every time I feel like, literally every time I walk into mass, at my parish, which is also your parish, Father Michael, and also your parish, Zachary. I see a ton of our kids. Um, from the high school? Yeah, from the high school. And we went to Mass with my brother tonight, and I leaned over to him at the beginning of Mass, and I was like, there's literally like five kids in here who I currently teach. Not just kids who are like at the school, but who are in my class currently. And it's, I don't know, it's really cool. The Steubenville community is really beautiful and could be easy to get used to of like, oh, yeah, I see my kids at mass every Sunday or even like during daily mass. Um, Or I'm going to a Holy Thursday mass and the church is full, which is like not normal. Like I didn't I grew up and. It was it was significantly less crowded, mm-hmm. but like in Steubenville, it's like people care um, about their faith in a unique and like real way. Not that like every person in Steubenville is perfect or every person in Steubenville cares about their faith, but like I'm surrounded by so many people who really do. So many families too, which is very inspirational. Um, again, as someone preparing to get married and start a family. Um, so it's always super encouraging, not only to see my students, but to just see, like, the families in Steubenville, who, like, you don't have to go to Holy Thursday Mass, but, like, there's a ton of them who were there, um, and that's really beautiful, and, like, inspirational, like, how people choose to raise their families. So, yeah. What about you, Zach? I was just thinking after... Holy Thursday Mass and, and Father Michael mentioned we went over to the rectory and cooked. Um, I, I called my mom um, because it was her birthday today. Um, so Love your mom. Uh, yeah, she's the best. She um, is. Also, my niece's birthday today. They share a birthday. Happy birthday, um, Which is really cool. Um, but uh, my dad and my sister um, were on the phone as well and they had uh, told a story about how they went to Holy Thursday Mass tonight and um, kind of a you know, sparing the details, like uh, one of the deacons fell and um, while he was distributing communion, um, so there, he was like, on, like going up to the choir loft and um, 
the uh unfortunately the the eucharist had had spilled on the floor um and it, uh at that point the the deacon um consumed all of the hosts that had fallen but there was one um that fell in between um like the staircase and a window or something like that and uh my sister was just saying how like so my 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 father and um the pastor after mass went and uh tried to you know to reach it to reach the host that had fallen um and they couldn't um get their hand in there so then my my sister they my dad came and tapped my sister on the shoulder and said that they needed someone with smaller hands um and they were able to to retrieve the host and um the pastor consumed it um but my my sister on the phone was just saying that in in prayer uh like she was like it's after mass and after the eucharist had been moved and she was praying in the makeshift adoration chapel and uh eucharistic chapel rather and she was just like saying like she's like i just like she was like it's like i want to just appreciate the eucharist more and i want to just uh like really yeah, enter into this this triduum um better than i have been entering into the mass recently and right at that moment my dad tapped her on the shoulder and <laughs> and uh asked her to come help and in the midst of like trying it like, took a, it was like a whole process i guess of like getting being able to retrieve the the fallen fallen host and like she was just like man like we we didn't need to do this like like I mean, people people like you know some people would probably laugh at the fact that like we're going into such lengths to just find this piece of bread but like this is the most important thing that i can do right now um i just thought that was just like that wasn't that wasn't my life particular but like it was really beautiful to hear like a a family member share something so like intimate with the lord and 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 he also gives me an appreciation of like you know like that 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 is what we're that's why we're here tonight Mm. like on the feast of really the feast of the eucharist um like that that even just a, a little piece of bread is worth um our time and energy and and everything in order to make sure that um the body of our Lord doesn't doesn't suffer in any way. Mm. That's beautiful. Well, when this comes out, it will be Easter Monday. So, happy Easter, everyone. Happy Hope Easter. you guys had really fun Easter egg hunts. Mm-hmm. I hope we get so much candy in my Easter basket. <laughs> I uh, want to do an Easter egg hunt. Okay. Will you do that for me? Sure. No take backs. Um... <laughs> 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 That's the best part of Easter. Besides, uh, in the secular sense. In the secular <laughs> sense. Obviously, the religious aspect is the best part. But the best like secular tradition, in my opinion, Easter egg hunts. Mm-hmm. No cap. It's a lot of fun. It is. So we hope everyone has a very blessed Easter with your families. Zachary and I will be cuddling with my parents' puppies and spending time with my family in my hometown. What will you be up to, Father Michael? Sleeping on my couch will be a yes. Will be a big part of it. On her couch? On my couch, a nap on my couch, not oh, like okay. overnight. But I wasn't like, sure if somebody was coming to visit. No, no, like <laughs> bonus sleeping. Yeah. On my couch. I gotcha. Um, I really enjoy the sort of quiet days after the really intense days. Yeah, yeah definitely. You got so a lot of masses. A to lot say. of masses. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but uh, yeah. Remember to feast. We've fasted for all of Lent. Don't forget to celebrate and to feast now and to, yeah, live live out the resurrection uh, in our daily lives. Party like it's uh, 33. Or 
No, no. Yeah. Party like it's zero AD. Thirty-three. Thirty-three AD. You're right. You got it. AD is after death. No, it's the year of our Lord. Anno Domini. AD is. AD means Anno Domino. I always thought it was after death Mm-mm. and before. What's the what's the before other one? Christ? Okay, BC was what I was thinking of. Mm. AD is so like ten AD is when Christ was ten because it's the year tenth of, year our, of Lord. our Lord. That's crazy that it's used in like the secular world too. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, well, Christ literally changed S- the world. Speaks to a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I learned something new today. Mm-hmm. Have a good night, everybody. Happy Easter! Happy Easter! See you soon. Bye. Guys.